Backs him down. Giannis into the lane. Giannis spinning. Fading shot. Up. Good for Giannis at the buzzer. Bucks win Welcome to Locked on Bucks. I am your host, Kane Pittman, joined by the founder of BrewHoop.com and longtime voice of the podcast, Frank Madden. After the Bucks do get revenge on the Celtics for that early season loss, but uh, it, it took a little bit longer than I think you would have hoped after the Bucks came out uh, scorching hot from three, uh, particularly in the first half. They were able to, to, show, uh, to close out the game in the end. Uh, a monster night for Giannis, 32 points, 17 rebounds, 7 assists, although uh, not exactly uh, the best night from him shooting from areas outside of the paints, and I, I'm sure we'll probably touch on that at some point. Chris Milton was the usual Chris Milton against Boston, and you got a career high from Dante DiVincenzo. Uh, there was a lot of positives to come out on this one, but also I think a whole bunch of interesting talking points to come. Kemba Walker is still... Uh, maybe maybe the chief uh, box killer at this point, scoreless in the first quarter, and then has forty. I don't know. I mean, there's a there's a lot from this one. Where do where do you want to start, Frank? Yeah, I mean, I think the I was trying to think what's the best way to summarize this game, and I think unconvincing was maybe maybe yeah, the word yeah. I, I settled on. I think um, you know, again, anytime you win against uh, another team that's right there near the top of the East, you obviously say, okay, okay, we'll take that. But uh, I think Giannis commented after the game that Mike Budenholzer was was not happy. Uh, afterwards and you know we we haven't seen a lot of five point wins this season um yeah because the bucks generally finish pretty well right i mean they they generally um you know close games they they usually tend to get separation and, and not leave a lot of drama at the end of the games and certainly games where they're winning by 27 at one point uh you don't expect those games to really have any drama and you know, strange game tonight just because, I mean, as you said, I mean, Bucks came out just flamethrower hot shooting the ball. I think, what, what were they, nine out of 10 from three early on? Yeah. Um, just hitting everything from three, uh, build up that huge lead. Uh, whether it was a starter, a bench, everybody was hitting shots. You mentioned DiVincenzo, you mentioned Giannis and, and Middleton. Brooke Lopez hit his first three yeah. threes uh, of the game, which was, which was nice to see. George Hill, another three for three night from three. Um, but, you know, and again, I mean, it's hard to kind of keep your, your foot on the accelerator for 48 minutes, uh, oftentimes, especially against a talented team like the, like the Celtics. And Celtics were without Jalen Brown tonight. Uh, they get back Jason Tatum, who missed last night's game, resting his knee. Um, but Brown misses tonight, who also missed the earlier game between these two teams. So once again, we saw Marcus Smart inserted in the starting lineup and defending Giannis. And... Um, I would say not as successful as the first time uh, he played defended against Giannis, but you, know, you mentioned the, the scoring line, but, um, but yeah, it was a, a weird game because, you know, with Kemba hitting shots and um, I think, you know, Bucks just, they, I, I want to be clear, like it's not that the Bucks didn't make any adjustments, but they didn't really find the right mix to kind of really slow down the Celtics um, in kind of, kind of, especially with the starters, it was weird, right? Third quarter, Boston kind of gets back into it. They whittle that lead down 
to single digits, got it down to eight on a number of occasions. Giannis um, kind of started counter punching in that third quarter uh, and starting to exert his will a bit. Um, but then it was really the bench. They, they were up eight when Giannis goes to the bench. The uh, subs, Chris, Chris Middleton leading that second unit, uh, getting shot, shooting from, from Hill, from Corver. Uh, they end up extending that lead to 18 going into the fourth quarter. And then um, I don't, I think Giannis played, did Giannis play the entire fourth quarter? I felt like it. Uh, and they lose, you know, they, they basically were up again by double digits for the vast majority of that fourth quarter. And then last few minutes, um, they just don't have any answers. Giannis is missing free throws. Uh, and Boston ends up making it obviously much closer than this game felt like for the majority of it. Um, and yeah, it was just kind of a, kind of those games where it just felt like the Bucks did not give you that 48 minute effort that, uh, you would like to see against a good com- opponent. Um, but you know, ultimately, obviously they, they did enough early. They built enough of a lead and, uh, felt like the clock kind of just ran out on Boston yeah. <laughs> more than more than the Bucks finishing them off, which again is sort of uncharacteristic of, of the Bucks this season. But um, yeah, I, I mean, again, it's uh, you know kind of one of those things. Maybe maybe it's a good thing the Bucks don't always just win easily. Uh, you know, <laughs> so but but at least has some things to to kind of push push guys on. But um, I think certainly some interesting talking points, especially defensively tonight, um, given. You know how Kemba was getting to the rim. Bucks get outscored 46-40 in the paint tonight, which you know is not something you would expect from a Celtics team, um, especially against the Bucks. But uh, you know that's that's largely how they kind of got back into the game. They really attacked the the rim in a way that we're not used to seeing uh, teams do, and they did a, a nice job. Of, even though Giannis still got his 32 points, I think they did a nice job of getting handsy with him, flopping all over the place, which again is frustrating to watch. But you know, Marcus Smart, Semi Ojale, who's the strongest man who can be knocked over by, you know, a, uh, a light breeze um, and uh, kind of frustrated Giannis and the Bucks at times, but obviously, thankfully Bucks still had enough to hold on, but, but again, unconvincing. Yeah. So I, I think defensively, the interesting thing was we spoke a, a little bit last night about the Celtics ability to play some of these smaller lineups. Uh, I actually thought uh, Daniel Tice was having a pretty nice game. Uh, five, yeah. He finishes five for eight from the field, gets a 12 point, uh, 10 rebound, uh, double-double. But uh, Brooke Lopez plays 30 minutes on the night. And Bud sort of spoke about this after the game when he was asked about the balance. Like, okay, wh- what do you do? Do you go uh, super small uh, when, the, when the Celtics are doing that and say, okay, Tice, we'll see what you can do defensively? And Bud said, well, maybe. But uh, I just felt that uh, we were it was a layup line out there and, and we wanted to protect the, the basket because, uh, as you pointed to, they had 46 points in the paint, but that was on 60% uh, shooting in the paint, which is very rare for the Bucks. We know that they mm. give the the league uh, best, uh, or which would be the lowest, a field goal percentage at the rim uh, this season. And I think when you look at the, the Celtics box score, um, 49 three-pointers attempted the 46 points in the paint uh, and the 27 free throws. It was kind of an unusual uh, sort of stat line for, for an opposition team for the Bucks. So, yeah, I mean, I think they have a lot to work on uh, defensively against this against this Celtics team again, Kemba Walker scoreless in the first quarter, and and then he he really quietly accumulated points. I think he had twenty four in the second quarter when uh, it sort of was overshadowed by the facts by the fact that the Bucks had this big lead. Um, but but I think offensively, 
for mine because uh, I was, as, as probably everyone was, I was having sort of uh, memories back to that game in October where the Bucks shot the lights out in the first half, came out of the, in the second half really struggling, and the Celtics got back into the game. And uh, I, I, I tweeted out during the first half that the, the fast break points for the Bucks nearing halftime were already at uh, 28. And that's where I thought Giannis was certainly uh, able to, to get loose and the Bucks were getting wide open shots left, right and center because uh, they, were, they were really pushing the pace. And I don't think that this Bucks team has necessarily solved the half-court offense against Boston. We know that they're uh, super organized. And, and for that first eight-minute stretch uh, leading up to, there was a timeout with 4.18 left in the third quarter. By that point, it was only an 89-81 lead. And Giannis had scored 11 of the 13 points. He'd been to the free throw line a bunch, but it was Giannis or nothing. And it looked like the Bucs were going to fall into the exact same trap that they did last time where it was completely stagnant, no player movement, no ball movement. And it's like, well, Giannis, you do something. Uh, if not, uh, we're just going to jack up a jump start and hope for the best. Are you the type of fan that knows football so well that you could choose any game and call it? Well, my bookie is the place for you because they let you turn all your sports knowledge into cash in your wallet. Between football season, NBA, and the start of college basketball season, it's time to get off the sideline and get in on the action with my bookie. So if you're going to bet this season, do the smart thing and go to mybookie.ag because no one gives you more ways to win. If you're tired of watching the games from the couch with nothing to gain, my bookie wants to get your mind off everything else and back on the game. If you join right now, my bookie will match your deposit halfway all the way up to a thousand bucks. That's that means if you deposit two thousand dollars, you get an extra thousand bucks in free money to play with. Just use promo code locked on NBA to activate the offer. Once again, that's promo code locked on NBA to take advantage of my bookie's generous sign up offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. Yeah, and you know, uh, Giannis hit some kind of like little like fading mm. sort of uh, shots, like in the kind of paint, uh, kind of jump shots, but short jump shots, which you know, shots you again, so the shots that you want to see, you, you want him to have that shot. Um, but as you said, his jump shot was otherwise not working at over five from three. Um, missed a couple of other jump shots outside the paint, uh, and fortunately, he hit a couple of those in that third quarter as, you know, it seemed like the Bucks really needed him to kind of be Giannis, uh, and, and he stepped up. Uh, again, the free throw issues uh, really were consistent throughout the night. He, he typically gets better as the game goes on, but, um, you know, he was one out of four to start, then he hit four in a row, he was five out of eight, uh, and then kind of was a struggle from there on out. Hits five out of 12, I think, in the second half, uh, and just was, you know, again, had a couple of, Missed a pairs, had a lot of splitting free throws, missed some and ones, um, you know, just left a lot of points on, on, out on the court, especially in that fourth quarter where it, you felt like you could have really just, that eh, could have been it. But um, again, not, they weren't hacking him, obviously, but when he was getting near the basket, you know, they were fouling him. They were trying to slap the ball away and they were able to, you know, kind of wrestle the ball away a number of times, um, draw a couple charges. Uh, but uh, again, I mean, this is, this is what, you know, I think teams are, are going to do, and we talked about it last night, that I do think probably the most effective defense on Giannis is a smaller, more mobile type of lineup. Um, and I think you know, what makes the Bucks so special defensively is when you can put Brooke and Giannis out there 
And so I think anything you can do to make bud think twice about that. And, you know, if you can force them to go smaller, um, I, I think that's to your advantage. Um, and, and we've seen, we've seen Gian, the Giannis Ursan kind of combination at the four or five, like have some issues. Uh, you, you mentioned tonight again, but eventually put uh, broke back in just because they were getting killed at the, at the rim. And, you know, even, even Brooke was, you know, he, I think they, they pretty clearly wanted to be, make sure that Kemba did not get those wide open pull up threes off pick and roll, the really high pick and rolls. So it felt like Brooke was far more advanced uh, for higher on the court than you kind of were used to see him. Like it's, yeah. this was not, you know, Brooke dropping way into the paint, daring Kemba to, to shoot jump shots. Like they seemed very cognizant of that. And I think because of that, you know, you kind of just think about the physics of it, you know, Brooke starting up higher on the floor, that means he's got to move back to the rim in order to challenge shots. And Kemba, you know, really repeatedly kind of just blew by him to get layups. And I mean, again, Kemba's a tremendous player. I mean, it's, it's a testament to how good he is that, you know, being a small guy, he's got that quickness and he's also still able to, to finish, you know, in the land of the trees as, as well as he can. Um, but I thought, you know, again, they, they did a nice job. The Celtics did as far as making the Bucks have to think about, okay, where, where should Brooke be out here? And, you know, exactly how, how are we going to play it? You know, Brooke ends up a plus six, uh, in those 30 minutes that he played. So you, know, you can't act like, you know, he didn't get like played off the floor or anything like that. Um, finished with 16 points, uh, as you mentioned in four blocks. Um, so again, this wasn't like, you know, we, we, we've seen him in the last week or two have games where he was. You know, certainly had bigger issues kind of staying on the court tonight a bit less so and I think part of that is because Tice's Tice's has been really good for them I mean he had a phenomenal block on Giannis at the rim at one point and I think it was in the third quarter uh and he hasn't shot the ball that well from three he's able you know he's kind of one of those guys who can hit a three uh but he's shooting only 27 percent this year so it did seem like he was a, a bit hesitant to to pull the trigger on those threes one out of four tonight so, you know, you can maybe get away with that a little bit. But, again, Kemba, just the pressure he puts on you as a defense, obviously, is uh, is is tough. And certainly uh, it at least makes you think about how you how you need to defend him. And, um, you know, as far as Giannis and Ursan, uh, you know, just looking at cleaning the glass, 220 possessions with those guys on the floor as the two big men. Bucks are a negative team with Ursan playing next to Giannis this year uh, and no traditional center next to them. They're giving up 114 points per 100, which is very bad. Uh, scoring 109, which is sort of, you know, below average overall, and a negative four points per 100 when, when Giannis and Chris, or sorry, Giannis and Urson are playing together. So really not much success to point to uh, when the two of those guys are together. And, and again, I just, I just don't know. We've talked about this a little bit, but I, it, it's felt like in general the kind of Giannis at center um, combinations it's felt like they've been looking pretty vulnerable of late. And I think they were generally very good for most of this season, just as far as, you know, the, the net, that rating goes, but uh, I don't know. It, it's definitely something to watch. And, uh, you know, as, as much as Giannis obviously has tremendous uh, tools defensively, it does feel like the, it, when he's the, the, the last big guy out on the court, um, it does feel like, yeah, I mean, you're missing something. I mean, the best version of this Bucks defense is unquestionably, when Brooke Lopez is out there with him. Um, but obviously there's some situations where that's, that's hard to do. And tonight was one of those games where, um, you know, I think Bud 
but it was in kind of a tough spot. And I don't, I, I would say he probably didn't feel like he had the right answers all the time. Yeah. And it's interesting to, to note, uh, obviously Robin Lopez and not a, uh, didn't see a lot from him tonight only played seven minutes. Uh, you know, we already mentioned a couple of times there that Brooke played 30. And I, I think that if the Bucks were to see the Celtics a, across a series, I think it would be one of the matchups where you might not see a lot of Robin because, uh, it's going to be difficult to play that traditional big uh, five while uh, the Celtics are going small. And as you uh, mentioned right at the top, Jalen Brown didn't play either. So there's another wing that they're going to be able to throw in there and mix and match different lineups, go small. And it was interesting to note that uh, at that timeout that I they already spoke about at 418 where it was only an eight-point lead, that's when the Bucks went on a run without Giannis on the floor. And uh, it, that started with Chris Middleton getting ties up in the air uh, uh, it was a, a two because as he took the shot, he, he stepped on the line. Uh, that was uh, Tice, uh, was his fourth foul. He left the game and the Bucks went on a 15-3 to three run, uh, I believe it was, and you thought that that was going to be enough to get them home. But yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think that defensively you pointed to, that was a small adjustment. It was the same scheme. They were trying to do the same thing. But when you do move uh, Brooke up a little bit, uh, we know Bud always talks about the fact that he is very hesitant to move away from that because he values the rim protection so highly. Uh, but, you know, if you, you get a guy like Brooke Lopez backpedaling with Kemba being able to get uh, around a screen and get downhill, he's just going to have the step on Brooke. And even though he had four blocks, uh, I don't know. I mean, Kemba Walker is one guy uh, out of this team. We know the other guys, Gordon Hayward streaky, Tatum streaky, Brown much the same. Kemba Walker is a guy that is you, you definitely <laughs> definitely fear if you're a, a Bucks team because he can do that. 40 points in three quarters is pretty impressive. But I had someone on Twitter actually ask me this, and I think it's worth at least discussing. We know that Wesley Matthews has been streaky all season long. Uh, shooting started really uh, uh, poorly shooting the ball, had an extended hot streak. Now he's completely in a rut again. Uh, he played uh, big minutes tonight, 28 minutes, uh, minus 14 in, in those minutes, which is a, a team low. Uh, again, I mean, it's probably because he was out there <laughs> during during that uh, run, obviously. But zero points, only takes three shots. And uh, the guy coming off the bench who has started with some of the other absences, as, as uh, we know, Dante DiVincenzo, 27 minutes, uh, starting to hit the three again. And again, we know he's streaky, but 19 points, second time he's had a career high. Uh, in, in two weeks, in this week, sorry. Do you think that there's uh, any chance that there's some movement there? Yeah, something like that. I mean, um, I, I mean, here, here's the thing. I don't think Dante is really like the swing guy as far as like minutes go. You know, with with whether it's Wes or anybody else. I mean, mm. tonight, Pat Connaughton basically didn't play. Right, he yep, played yep. eight seconds or something like that. Um, so interesting that Connaughton would um, see a DMP tonight because you know he's a He's a boy from Arlington, uh, you know, had a, had a big series against his, uh, yeah, his hometown great, Celtics yeah. last year. Um, so, uh, you know, Pat not getting any minutes tonight, kind of interesting. I mean, I don't really care that much. I don't think Pat's like, you know, an essential part of the rotation. Um, but, you know, interesting that it would be uh, essentially to give Dante and Wes essentially more minutes. And Dante certainly deserved those minutes. Uh, I mean, again, it was just one of those nights where, um, Dante's just one of those guys, like sometimes he just, like, I, I don't want to say, I don't know if he's an irrational confidence guy, but we know that he's willing to put up shots whenever he's open. And he got hit, hit a couple of early ones and just 
kept jacking from three and you know when he's making them he looks great right and, and <laughs> I, I feel confident when he's shooting them yeah. when, he's, when he's doing that it's kind of weird right even though he's obviously not shooting a high percentage um so yeah i mean here's the thing i don't, I don't think regardless of what happens with west i don't think uh west will necessarily be uh, the guy that you know ever would prevent uh dante from getting minutes i think dante at this point is is pretty locked into that rotation just given everything he does defensively and then you know he'll have these nights offensively or he really love his, his contributions um felt like just you know he obviously hit uh some big threes you know when the bucks were kind of building that lead but it felt like even when the Celtics were kind of making like a little run Dante would make a play and uh you know that, that kind of kept the Celtics at bay so um yeah fun to see Dante come through with you know that, that Kerr high scoring and he's obviously had a number of really good games lately so I mean the longer we see this obviously for a young player who basically didn't play much at all in his rookie year it's really encouraging, right? I mean, the, the more good stuff you see uh, for for longer and longer, I mean, again, it just kind of underscores. I mean, it's, you know, it's, this is probably this is a real thing. You know, this, is, this isn't, you know, especially the defensively stuff. It's like, you know, it's not like uh, defensively you, you get on a hot streak or something like that, right? It's more, more encouraging, though, to see him um, be doing this night in and night out offensively now a little bit more, more consistently as far as, scoring playmaking all that stuff um but I, yeah I, you know this was one of those games where i think having um like sterling brown involved especially given you had some small lineups um kind of would have been interesting um but flip side is you know to the credit of the bench i mean it's not like the corver minutes were a problem or something like that like corver i thought played pretty well and here's mm-hmm. the irony right um Corver, the Bucks have a special pick and roll defense with Corver. Corver is the only guy who like shows hard on, on pick and rolls because first off, most wings don't really get put into pick and rolls, but with Corver, he gets targeted, you know, even in the regular season, uh, you know, semi-regularly. So teams will try to put kind of their wings into pick and rolls uh, in order to take advantage of Corver. And so Corver will come out and, and, you know, he doesn't typically trap, but he'll come way out and give the, the primary defender kind of a chance to recover. And tonight, I mean, he just straight up trapped Kemba a couple times, and ironically, I think that might have might have been the best the best defense the Bucks had. Uh, you know, especially with with Brown gone and the Bucks or and the Celtics kind of down one of their wings. Um, you know, with Kemba just on fire. Hey, just you know, old Jason Kidd style trap trap the ball and you know pray that uh, they can't beat you four on three. Um, so I don't know. I thought that was just like a funny funny kind of thing to to see, you know, again, not, not that it's the first time we've ever seen Kyle have to kind of do that, but um, yeah, I mean, he actually, I thought played pretty well. And um, one of my favorite plays, by the way, is that play where, um, you know, they run kind of a, they, they give the ball to Giannis and um, you know, it ends up basically long story short, it ends up with Corver starts kind of in the paint um, sets screen and then ends up popping out top of the key for a kick out three. And, um, it seems like surprisingly for a guy who's one of the greatest shooters in NBA history, he ends up getting open on those looks and just nice little action. Obviously we see them run a lot of kind of reverse pick and roll with uh, him and Giannis try to throw the defense off a little bit. So, um, so yeah, I, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I mean, Sterling you know, has that great game in Sacramento, which sort of in many ways turned the tide of, of that game. And yeah. since then basically we haven't seen him, um, which you know, even tonight, no, no Connaughton and, and we still really don't see any Sterling. So um, I don't know. We'll see. As we said, it's, we're only into barely the second half of the season. Uh, and obviously the more you win, the more 
kind of leeway you have to uh, experiment and eventually to rest guys. And obviously there are a lot of older, older guys on this roster, but um, I thought tonight, you know, I mean, Urson, I thought, you know, actually gave you some, some good minutes, especially in that first half, you know, I thought his cutting his activity offensively was, was actually pretty good. Um, But then, you know, we kind of saw it a little bit uh, when he was out there, you know, as the, the big guy. I mean, again, if, if they're attacking the, the paint at all, you know, obviously Ursan's got limitations. So um, we'll be, uh, we'll be one of those things that we've been seeing more and more lately. And, you know, again, hopefully it's just a matter of Bud kind of finding the right combinations to, to put the Bucks in a position to win. Yeah. I mean, they're probably the two guys that we spoke about more than anyone, uh, perhaps in terms of playoff series and what happens with them when they can be exposed a little bit uh, defensively, that being Ursan and Korva, but uh, maybe uh, more imp- uh, important to note uh, Korva, uh, I didn't think he would be playing this much at this point in the season. And uh, the, the fact that he has basically been an every night player tells you that, well, you better get ready. Uh, Bud plans on playing in, playing him in the playoffs. So little things like that uh, that you touched on with Kemba Walker and, and what they might try to do in a in a playoff series is interesting because uh yeah certainly he might get to a point where Corver is played out of a series i mean that's not going to shock anyone uh, if it becomes too too much of a liability defensively but he's almost a luxury to have out there when he's curling around those screens and then the player that you mentioned i mean he's a beautiful shooter it's fun to watch him play uh the the concern is not offensively that's for sure uh one other point I just wanted to make with Dante, just quickly, 13 for 22 over his last uh, four games now uh, from from three. And I just think that it's good to see him. I mean, like, we've spoke a lot. He's going to be streaky. He's probably going to have a, a rough stretch coming up here from three. That's just the, the way uh, that he plays, the nature of the shots he takes, the quick trigger that he does have that's going to happen. But I was a little bit concerned with that real hole that he was in uh, shooting the ball that perhaps it was fatigue was starting to take over hasn't played this many games uh, before but uh, it's nice to see him sort of uh, dig himself out of that rut a little bit and I don't think you're going to expect four for six uh, from three uh, on a nightly basis but it's been, it's been fun to watch him and and uh, like you said I mean you you know when he gets the ball when he's going to fire it up and when they uh, when they go in they they look pretty good but uh, one one other thing I wanted to bring up I'm not sure if you've got anything else after this but certainly before we wrap it up I think it's worth noting from the post game uh, some of the plays you mentioned earlier with Giannis and guys getting under him Marcus Smart uh, Semi Ojale was was another one uh, some certainly some questionable or one in particular questionable. Uh, charge call that was uh, put on Giannis where Ojale was very clearly uh, falling to the floor before the contact was made. I asked Bart after the game about that uh, and and just in general how he feels about the charge, particularly with Giannis and, and you know, seriously, the, the risk of him getting hurt. And Bud said, uh, I think it's a huge concern if and when players are falling before contact and there's feet and knees and legs that are basically putting Giannis in a dangerous place. I think it's a tough game to call. Giannis is always in attack mode, but if there's no contact and guys are falling underneath him, that's dangerous. And, and Giannis, after the game, was asked about this and he said he's very aware of it. He said he spent a lot of time recently looking at uh, clips and looking at uh, video footage of what defenders are trying to do to him. And he said, this is what he's noticed that people are just falling. And uh, he said himself that he also agrees it's very dangerous. Uh, and then I, I sort of followed it up by asking him, well, how do you keep being uh, so aggressive and getting to the, to the, to the paint when you know uh, that, there's a chance you're putting yourself in a, in a really dangerous spot where you could get hurt. And he said, well, I, I can't think about that. 
they're going to call it the way they're going to call it. Hopefully that, that changes, but I can't stop playing the way that I need to play for this team to win. And it's, it's kind of a, a dangerous uh, a spot for him to, to be in and keep putting himself in. And I, I don't know about you, Frank, but some of these ones when he goes down, I mean, I'm holding my breath and I, I'm just like, I, I, I hope he doesn't get a foot in, in a wrong place or something like that. Because uh, I, I don't know. I mean, it's, if you're taking charges that, it's part of the game. That's fine. But these ones where they're slipping under him, uh, not even really trying to take a charge, just just trying to suck the the, the officials in. I don't like it. Yeah, I mean, Oshelay might be the most egregious. Like, not like there's literally no contact and he just falls down, guy. You know, yeah. like Smart is actually like skilled enough as a flopper that he waits until somebody actually hits him and then he collapses <laughs> to the ground and. Um, you know, the, the, I think the play that was the most controversial tonight was, um, you know, late in the game, he thought it might have been the game, kind of a, a, game, a, a play that would sort of seal it. Giannis catches it, um, immediately attacks the paint, and Smart's kind of off balance. And I think he kind of like looked like he turned his own ankle almost um, and, you know, was clearly moving, had no, didn't, was not, you know, was, was not, be, did not beat Giannis to the spot and you know, just toppled over and Giannis just sort of powered up and, and got a layup um, for an and one. And, and the dangerous part was, as you mentioned, Giannis ends up basically coming down, stepping on him, which is great. Like I'm, I'm all for Giannis stepping on Mark, <laughs> Mark um, as long as he doesn't turn his ankle. But I mean, smart actually like kind of grabbed his foot a bit. Yeah. And, and I, I mean, again, like this happened so quickly. I've, I have no idea if smart was trying to do something to well, it's his a reputation foot. thing, isn't it? I mean, yeah, exactly. right. I mean, if, if the you know if, if smart was the guy driving and and somebody else fell under him and i would you know wonder did smart step on him on purpose you know so yeah, right. um you know he doesn't really have the benefit of out there but um to me i mean th- to me that was just like a failed charge attempt for the most part um but like the ogile play uh yeah i mean that just seemed like a total sucker um sucker ref type type call where literally there was i mean almost no contact and Ojale falls down, and then you know only after he falls down does Giannis actually like make any real contact with him. And so, but we've seen that. I mean, in that playoff series, I, th- I think I remember there was one there was one kind of funny play where Giannis like basically just Euro stepped him, and he just literally fell on his ass because uh, <laughs> it was like he was anticipating yeah. taking a charge. Um, so anyway, yeah, Semi Ojale built like a brick shit house, but um, you know, just basically falls to the ground like um, I don't know. Uh, a piece of shit. I don't know what the 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 the, the joke would be. There. Sack of shit. <laughs> like, oh, like, a, like a sack of shit. Like a like a sack of shit. Yeah. Um. But uh. Yeah. So it's it's interesting. I mean, the the buzzer sounded in this game. Giannis and Smart were right next to each other. Did not even give a look to one another. There was no illusion that they were going to uh, you know, exchange any type of pleasantries after this game. Uh, Giannis did not appreciate Smart in that last game. Uh. And you know, Smart. You know, seemingly coming away with obviously the the win and you know frustrating Giannis in that game tonight. Giannis uh, basically steps around him and dunks right on him in the first couple of minutes of the game and uh, gave out a very um, you know cathartic mean mug, uh, dunking uh, pretty much over Smart uh, early on. Uh, but you know Smart, I mean he had a bunch of shots tonight. Uh, you know, 24 points and what 15 shots. I mean he had a more efficient scoring night than Giannis who because he missed all those free throws and, you know, 50% from the field, largely because of all those missed threes. Uh, you know, unfortunately, really not an efficient scoring night, even though Giannis ends up with uh, a big, big Ross stat line. So, um, I mean, again, this is the luxury of Giannis, even though he 
really didn't play well uh, in many respects, you know, especially shooting the ball. Um, you know, still a 32, 17, seven assists, two block night, which, um, you know, again, just kind of underscores how, uh, how not human he is given you uh, didn't even feel like he played that well and, and he can put up just these incredible, incredible stat lines. Yeah, I mean, I mean, that's the thing with Giannis when you look at the box score from this one, 0 for 5 from 3, 10 for 20 from the free throw line, as we said. So uh, he goes 11 for 17 from uh, two-point uh, range. And uh, this is what I always come back to when I think about potential matchups in the playoffs. And I know we spoke about the Sixers a lot, and it's like, well, okay, sure, like Embiid can play one game. Can he last seven games with Giannis uh, wearing you down? Uh, I feel even more that way against the Celtics. They just don't have the size. And Marcus Smart can annoy Giannis for sure. You can get under his skin. There's no doubt about that. He's done that in the past. But uh, we saw tonight that uh, can he legitimately stop Giannis from getting where he needs to go without fouling? No, he can't do that. And yeah, Giannis, this could have been a night where Giannis uh, you know, had 50, honestly. I mean, I, I know... Uh, the, the free throw percentage does not look good and he doesn't hit any threes, but the Celtics really didn't have any answer. And uh, unless something happens in, in the next few weeks where they get a bigger body, uh, I think that's the thing that's going to come back to bite them. Even though uh, we, we've spoke a lot about the, the Bucks obviously having some some struggles uh, defending Kemba in particular, but uh, all, their, all their versatile wings that can they can get their own shots. So, uh, interesting game. The Bucks were certainly happy to, to get the win. It, it felt like the way they shot, it was one you would have liked uh, to win by 15 sort of plus points. But, you know, they have to, they have to hit some free throws late and, and the game goes down to the last minute, which, again, they haven't seen a lot of. So maybe that's not the worst thing, even though uh, you said it at the top, not, not, the last minute wasn't convincing. And uh, actually, it was, you know, it was funny how many people left. Uh, Fiserv early and just assumed that this one was over. It was pretty empty in, in the last minute. And I was like, wow, some people might be in for a shock if this game goes to overtime or extends even further. But uh, they did get the win. And, and any final thoughts from you before we wrap this thing up? Yeah, I mean, it's the irony of, you know, just the the way obviously many game, games go in, uh, in the modern NBA. I mean, you know, when your team shoots the lights out, uh, it's that it's they're playing great when the other team shoots the lights out it's well it's unsustainable and you know wait till they regress to the mean <laughs> tonight you know we saw the bucks uh, eventually regress to the mean for a bit and uh obviously the celtics got back into the game and and i think that really underscored uh that you know you look at a lot of the underlying percentages here and the bucks were not as good especially inside the arc you know they did not have the advantage that we're used to them them having so um you know the the, the positive spin would be hey good to see the Bucks win games different types of ways, right? <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, um, you know, again, I, I think they try to do some different things tonight and uh, obviously ultimately, you know, uh, very mixed, mixed bag of that. But, uh, you know, I think again, we just saw it, you know, this team has, this team has a very high, uh, high, high floor, you know, even when they're maybe not playing as well as you'd like in that second half, they're still able to build up, you know, multiple 20 point leads and, um, you know, again, you would have obviously preferred that they finish in a better way than, than, uh, than, than they did. But, um, you know, again, Giannis minus seven tonight, Bucks win by five, um, as Thank good you. as Giannis was, uh, kind of just shows you again, I mean, this, this Bucks team, the other guys, Chris Middleton, we, we really didn't talk much about Chris tonight and he could not miss early and had some key buckets in that third quarter after Giannis got hurt or not got hurt, but, but went to the bench. And, um, you know, again, I, I think, uh, that his steadiness, that controlled game that he's been playing was, was a positive Eric Bledsoe. We didn't really talk much about because there wasn't much to talk about. Um, 
he's got to be better. And again, the ghosts of Boston Celtics series past, maybe once again, haunting Eric Bledsoe. But uh, again, you've got a lot of guys who can pick up the slack and obviously Dante others uh, did that tonight. So bank it, take that win, <laughs> but uh, certainly don't, <laughs> don't want to get too happy with it. All right. 37 and six, the Bucks with this win. We, I mean, I keep bringing it up now, but I, every time I look at the standings, uh, I just can't believe what I'm looking at. Seven and a half games clear of Miami in second. They're now eight and a half games clear of Boston in third. And uh, just a solid ten and a half games ahead of Philadelphia in sixth. It is just uh, that, that bunch of teams between two and six remains uh, very close. Who knows what's going to happen with that seeding, but the Bucks are just streaking away with the number one seed, which you know maybe isn't a, a big surprise to anyone, but uh, it's going to be an interesting week here. We've made it to an end of another week, Frank, but they got uh, Brooklyn on Saturday. Uh, that's a 5 p.m. T- uh, 5 p.m. tip, so note that one. I don't one. like that. I don't like that. Giannis needs a longer nap. I don't like 5 o'clock well, tips. For the well, it's going to be early on Monday as well. Yeah, I'm in Chicago. Right? It's a 4 o'clock one, so a couple of strange tips. Make note of those. And Just, then rest Giannis. Just rest Giannis. No point in playing him if it's uh, if you don't get his nap. Well, that's okay. So just quickly then, while we wrap this up, let's <laughs> that, that's, that's note this then. 2 p.m. Friday afternoon, Central Time. The Bucks are playing in Paris. Does Giannis have enough time for his body clock to adjust? <laughs> and what is the 2 o'clock tip going to do to him? Who knows? Let's just say this. Giannis, before the age of 18, only played games in Europe. So, you know, right, hopefully, okay. right. hopefully, hopefully he gets used to that, <laughs> that European uh, time again very quickly. And, uh, you know, I don't know. We'll see. But, but for the record, uh, that Christmas game really just reminded us, uh, I don't know, Giannis, Giannis day games. I don't, I don't feel like the history is great. I don't know. I don't, I don't know. I, I, don't, I haven't seen the splits on that, lately, but I don't, I don't feel too positive about it. But um, Giannis, Giannis at night, uh, look out. Yeah, game one against Boston last year in the playoffs as well. Day game. The Bucs need to put a request into the league. Playoff games. No day games, all right? We need to, we need to completely scratch those. But 128-123 uh, took a lot longer than they wanted to, but uh, we have got to the end of another week, so we'll be back on Monday to wrap up uh, a game against uh, Brooklyn then look towards this, this early game on Monday against the Bulls. So for Frank Madden and myself, Kane Pittman, have a good weekend.